Hello. I'd like to give you a very brief introduction to APL. It was in 1957, while teaching at Harvard University, that Kenneth Iverson devised a new notation, which is a simplification and extension of a familiar algebraic and logical notation, and which, with its orientation towards operations on arrays, uh, vectors and matrices, uh, enhances the value of arrays as an important tool of organized thought. The notation is remarkably uniform of simple syntax and it provides a rich variety of powerful primitive functions. The notation was first described in Iverson's 1962 book, A Programming Language, hence the initials APL. Now, though it was valuable in its own right as a notation, and still is, the advantages to be gained from its implementation as a conversational computing language uh, were quickly identified. Nowadays, in fact, APL is used for a wide variety of purposes in industry, commerce and education, and in a wide variety of disciplines, ranging from economic modeling to circuit analysis, for example. Its use is growing at a very rapid rate, and particularly among users who are far from being uh, professional programmers in the accepted sense of that word. Now, as well as being powerful, APL is very easy to learn. And the best way to get an introduction is to repeat the sort of calculations that I'll be doing in the next 30 minutes. So if you like to look over my shoulder uh, at some calculations, we'll have a brief look at APL. Let's start with something simple. Let's enter the expression 4.5 plus 6.3. If I press the carriage return, I get the answer. Now this illustrates one property of APL. Uh, anything that I enter is indented. Anything that the computer returns is ranged left. So it's very easy to see uh, whether you've entered something or whether the computer has uh, provided the output. Okay, let's look at some other uh, simple calculations. Let's enter uh, 2 times 0.5 and 8 divided by minus 16 and uh, 5 minus 11. There we have some simple arithmetic operations. We now look at some logical propositions. Let me enter 4 is equal to 5. That is a logical proposition which is untrue. The logical proposition 3 is greater than or equal to 1 is clearly true. And 16 is less than 0.1 is clearly untrue, so I get a zero returned. We also have some logic functions. For example, 1 and 1 gives the result 1. 1 or 0 gives the result, again, 1. And not 1 gives the result zero. Okay, let's look at a few more 
arithmetic functions. For example, three mag uh, maximum six. The function maximum gives me the maximum of the two numbers on the left and the right. Two to the power three. Uh, e to the power one. Now, here I should point out that each of these primitive functions in APL, that is the functions that are wired into the computer, they can usually be used either in a monadic form or in a dyadic form. A monadic function has uh, one argument and the dyadic function has two. Uh, one example of a monadic function, for example, is uh, e to the power one whereas uh, that symbol uh, star can be used dyadically with a number on the right and the left, uh, such as uh, two to the power uh, three. Other examples of, of monadic functions are natural logarithms. For example, if I enter circle and then hit the backspace and then hit star, that gives me the monadic function natural logarithm of, and if I now enter uh, 2.71828, I get an answer which approximates to unity. The magnitude uh, primitive is another monadic function. If we look at the magnitude of minus 4.2, we get uh, 4.2. Now, as you know, it's useful to be able to assign names to variables. In APL, I can uh, do that. I can simply enter uh, that x is specified as 7. Now, I do not use the equal sign because that is used for a logical proposition. x is specified as 7. If I now hit the carriage return, nothing is printed. And here is another uh, rule to remember about APL that expressions are executed but definitions are remembered. So now if I want to find out the value of x I simply execute it. I enter x and the computer will return its value. Now x is just like any other number. I can add x to uh, 23 for example. Now, two further points to make about APL. First of all, APL expressions are evaluated from right to left unless precedence is indicated by parentheses. That's the only precedence. So if I enter uh, 2 times 5 uh, plus 1, I will get the answer 12. If I put uh, brackets around the 2 times 5, and then enter plus 1, I will get 11. So we see here um, that the rules in APL are few and simple. There is not much that you need to remember to use APL. Now, let's just look at another useful feature of APL. If I enter, for example, 2 
uh, divided by 3, I obtain the answer to a large number of significant digits, 10 in this case. If I don't want so many significant digits, I can simply enter the command digits 3, in which case I am told that the number of significant digits was 10 and is now 3. So if I now divide 2 by 3, I simply get 0.667. Well, up to now we've been looking at calculations involving scalars. Now, one of the va valuable attributes of APL is that all the primitive functions extend without change to vectors. For example, uh, I can define a vector of three elements by entering three numbers with any numbers of spaces between them. For example, 2, 7, 1. And I can now add to that vector the vector 5, 3, minus 2. The addition is element by element. In the same way, multiplication extends to vectors, again, element by element. So if I enter 1, 2, 3, multiply 4, 5, 6, I get the element by element product of those two vectors. I can enter, for example, uh, a logical vector, 1, 1, 0, 1, and I can take the element by element and with another logical vector of the same length. In this case, w 1, 0, 1, 1. And we get the expected result. Now, we often need to generate vectors of equally spaced numbers. And it's here that the iota function, which is peculiar to APL, is extremely useful. If I enter iota followed by a number, then all the integers from 1 up to that number are included in this vector. So iota 5 is the vector 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Let's call that vector x. We'll enter x is specified as iota 5. So if I execute x, we have our vector of integers from 1 to 5. Now let me uh, display a vector y, which is specified as 2 times iota 5. Let's have a look at y, 2, 4, 6, 8, 10. Now, as before, we can add x and y. x plus y is the element-by-element element addition of the vectors x and y. Now, we often want to reduce a vector to a scalar, as, for example, when we're carrying out a summation. Now, to sum all the elements in x, I simply enter plus slash x. Now that means 
That slash means that I take the primitive function to the left, which here is plus, and I place it between each of the elements of the vector on the right. So I take the vector x, which is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and I put a plus between each of those numbers. So we obtain the addition of the elements in, in x. Now, once I've told you this rule, uh, you can easily see what's going to happen if I uh, enter, uh, for example, uh, or slash 0, 1, 0, 0, 0. That slash is going to say put or between each of these elements of the vector to the right. So we will get the answer uh, 1. Similarly, if we enter maximum slash y, we get the maximum element in the vector y. Now, these are all examples of uh, the generality of APL. A small number of general functions, of which reduction that we've just looked at is one, uh, they provide as special cases a whole host of more specialized functions. And it's very easy to work out what uh, they're going to do. OK, let's go back to vectors. Uh, we can easily index a vector, say, Let's look at the second element of the vector y. We can easily have a look at the dimension of a vector by using the APL symbol rho. We can select the first two elements of y by entering 2 take y. We can select the last element of y. Or we can drop the last two elements of y by use of the uh, drop operator. Now, as I mentioned before, APL is an uh, array-oriented notation and language. It applies not only to vectors, but also to matrices or higher dimensional arrays. So let's have a look uh, now at matrices. To define a matrix, I use the dyadic form of row when I enter the following expression, uh, or rather definition. Uh, I'll say that M is specified as a three-row, three-column reshape. There's the dyadic use of row three-row, three-column reshape of the vector of integers from 1 to 9. There I have defined M. Let's execute M just to see what it looks like. Okay, now we need another vector. So let's say that the display is defined to be N, which is defined to be a three-row, three-column reshape of the vector of integers from 1 to 5. Now, don't get worried that we haven't got a long enough vector. Let's see what happens. When you run out of vector, you just start all over again. OK, now we've got uh, uh, two 3x3 uh, three three matrices. And perhaps not surprisingly, if I enter m 
plus n, I get the element-by-element element, uh, addition of these two matrices. Uh, similarly, uh, m minus n is the element-by-element element subtraction of those two matrices. We can easily index the matrix M. For example, M index uh, 2, 3 will give me the element on the second row of M at the third column. If I do the same thing but leave the columns undefined, then I get the whole of the second row. Similarly, if I just need a column, then I leave the row undefined. Now again, let's look at the use of uh, row here in its, in its monadic form to find the dimensions of the matrix uh, M. It's a three-row, three-column uh, matrix. Now, we often need to carry out matrix multiplication. Now, ordinary matrix multiplication is not achieved, is not achieved by entering M times N. This simply gives one the element-by-element element product of those two matrices. We obtain matrix multiplication by entering M plus dot times N. Why? Well, very simply. If we look at this operator here, plus dot times, this means that I take the element-by-element element product of rows of M with columns of N, and then I take the sum reduction over those products. Okay? The multiplication sign says that I take the element-by-element element product of the rows of M with columns of N to get a vector. And then I take the sum reduction of that vector. Okay. Now, having explained this operator to you, an operator of the form f dot g, you'll hardly be surprised, I guess, to learn that I can replace plus and times by any of the APL primitive functions. And the rule uh, for what uh, that op new operator will do is very easily worked out. For example, if I enter uh, m maximum dot plus n, that means that I take rows of m and take the element-by-element element addition with columns of n. And then I take the maximum reduction of those vectors. Again, this is an example of the beautiful uh, generality of APL. Now, as well as matrix multiplication, we often wish to carry out uh, matrix inversion. Now, matrix inversion is very much like uh, uh, the division of two scalars. 
In fact, we achieve matrix inversion by entering uh, the divide uh, symbol, we backspace, and we put a box around it. That is the primitive, the APL primitive, for matrix inversion. It's usually referred to as domino for obvious reasons. So if I enter domino N, that is the expression for the inverse of the matrix N. Now, let me give you one more example of the generality of APL. Let me enter the vector 1, 2, 3. And then let me repeat that vector 1, 2, 3. And now let me put between those two vectors the APL operator outer dot times. Now, this is probably an unfamiliar symbol. It's peculiar to APL. What that symbol means is that I take the first element of this vector to the left and I multiply it by, in turn, by each element of the vector on the right. So I get 1 times 1, 1 times 2, 1 times 3. And then I repeat that pr process for the second element in the left-hand vector. So we get a simple multiplications table. Now again, having explained to you what this operator means, you'll have no difficulty, I'm sure, in working out what will happen if I replace the multiplication sign by the logical proposition equals. That outer symbol means that I uh, execute the expression 1 equals 1, which is true, 1 equals 2, which is untrue, etc. So let's have a look at the uh, result of doing that. Let's enter 1, 2, 3, outer dot equals 1, 2, 3. There is a unit matrix, as you expected. Now, so far, we've been uh, carrying out simple calculations in APL using the uh, functions that are provided by the APL uh, language, the primitive functions as we've called them. Now suppose we want to do something that is not uh, provided for. Well, we want to define our own functions. So let's have a, a very brief look at function definition. Suppose, in fact, that I want to be able to generate uh, unit matrices of any dimension. Well, I would proceed as follows. I enter the symbol del. That simply means that I am going to define my own function, whose result r is specified as a, as a function to which we have to give a name. I'll give the name unit taking, in this case, one argument, which I'll give the name n to, because the argument can be specified by me later. If I press the carriage return, the computer asks for the first line. Now, if we refer back 
we see now that we don't need the vector 1, 2, 3, we want the vector of integers from 1 to n. In other words, we need iota n. And we need the same vector on the right-hand side, iota n. So the first line of my function unit is simply that the result r is specified as iota n outer dot equals iota n. That is the function defined, so I enter del to say that that is the completion of that function definition. The computer remembers that function, and if I now enter uh, unit uh, 3, then I obtain the 3 by 3 unit matrix. Now that result can be used in the same way as any other result in APL. I can multiply it if I wish by uh, 4. So 4 times unit 3 gives me a diagonal matrix with uh, 4 on the diagonal. Now suppose I wanted to be able to generate this sort of matrix with some number other than 1 on the diagonal. Again, I can very easily define an APL function to do that. So let's define a new function. We'll give the name uh, box2. We define a function whose result is specified as. Now there's going to be two arguments. It's going to be a dyadic function, so one must be on the left. Let's call that A. Let's call the function uh, box, and let's call the other argument uh, B. If we press the carriage return, the computer asks me for the first line of that function. There is only one line. It is that the result R is specified as uh, A times the unit matrix of dimensions B by B. So I enter uh, iota B outer dot equals iota B. And that's the end of the function definition. So if I now enter uh, 71 box 3, I will get a matrix, a diagonal matrix with, with 71s on the main diagonal. Well, I've shown you something of APL and some examples of its uniformity, its generality, uh, its familiarity, it uses familiar symbols, and its brevity. I hope you can begin to see why APL is efficient in the sense that it, it enables one to express mathematical ideas uh, readily and uh, very easily in, in symbols, and in so doing, uh, write down the program for uh, the evaluation of that expression. It's almost the case that as one verbalizes a mathematical relation, it can be written down in APL. I recommend that you explore APL, and that is a very easy thing to do, uh, because I think it could well change the nature uh, of your use of the computer. Thank you very much.